Hello everyone and welcome to University Radio Bath's coverage of the 2023 SU Officer Elections. Voting is now open, so visit www.thesubath.com to cast your vote now before 5pm on Thursday. This week we are interviewing the candidates for all the roles and we are now joined in the studio by Esther, who is running for the position of president. So, hello Esther, how are you doing? Hello, I'm good, how are you? Yeah, fantastic. Obviously, uh, a couple of days into campaigning now. How's it been? It's been very good. I think we can all say we're quite tired, but uh, very excited. All of I think all of the candidates are going to school tonight, so catch me with a cheeky VK later. <laughs> Nice. And um, yeah, let's just sort of get into why you decided to run for the role as well, because, yeah, um, yeah President, it's quite a big thing to run for. So what made you take yeah. that decision to go for so, it? So President, the, the one that's in charge, let's say, captain of the ship. Uh, so I was an NUS delegate last year, so I spent quite a lot of time with our current um, sports officer and last year's president. And truthful answer, we got really drunk at a pizza place and basically I got, she was like, well, you should run for it, it'll be really fun. So I got really drunk on a bottle of wine and foolishly agreed to doing it, so. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's a pretty good story, I think. It's better than most stories we've had as to why people have run for president. Um, So let's... Get into some of your policies now, um, and uh, from your Minute Manifesto that you yep. did with uh, mm-hmm. Campus TV, uh, you said that you wanted to take a lead from other universities mm-hmm. in terms of how they've dealt with cost of living. Um, are there are, are there examples of what other unis have done that you you've sort of looked at and thought that's what I want to do here? Yeah, so uh, University Queen's Belfast uh, have been offering their students one hundred and fifty pounds towards the cost of living, and I think realistically with everything that's going on there is money available somewhere in our SU pot that we can find, that we can give to students, that will directly help them towards kind of tackling the cost of living. So there's even, I think Essex have uh, also done some things where they've taken away the, re- the costs for like re-examinations and things. So th- there is a lot of unis out there who are actually putting tangible, you know, financial kind of effort into it so I think really if other universities can do it why can't we yeah and on one of your um cost of living points you've asked for the fresh student discount to be yeah. expanded um what would end up happening if they agreed to that but then almost to counter the loss in revenue they decided to raise costs themselves I think realistically if fresh got any more expensive it would just force people out into kind of other avenues so I think if even just including it so it's not a totem card which I mean you're paying for anyway I I know Mm. it's only 10 pounds I think it's a year but even that I think is going up in a few years so even if it's just something as simple as being like oh I have a University of Bath student card that's a valid student discount I mean it's a it's on university campus so why can't we just extend it more? Um, I had a question for you. You said about, um, from your experience, that the COVID measures are quite outdated. So what do you think the effect of the outdated COVID kind of regulations are having? You said about the relationship between the SU and the students. Mm -hmm. How do you think that's kind of affecting it? And how do you think by removing them, we could improve it? Yeah, so so I joined this uni in 2019. And obviously, that, that year was cut short by COVID and everything. But I remember kind of the excitement that was felt on campus around the SU, around all of the, the nights out that we had, the events that were happening. And then COVID hit. And unfortunately, you know, the SU had to tackle that. But kind of still removing, I know the SU is still in kind of COVID kickback or whatever it's called, but kind of getting rid of that and getting the excitement back on campus around our SU, it's a great building and we should use it more kind of in a way where students can meet and 
kind of utilise it properly. Um, so is there anything else you do, you said about supporting Nightline further, would you do anything else to extend the mental health awareness services that are provided at the university? Yeah, big time. So one of my key policies is holding another referendum on our NUS membership. So currently, you know, I, I would like to say that probably not many students know what the NUS is. It's just something on the back of your library card. But it's been proven by the Queen's Council it's an inherently anti-Semitic institution and £30,000 a year we're paying into that. So £30,000 into something else, into pushing mental health services, into getting a, an, an online campaign or something. That £30,000 could go so far with that. So, Yeah, that is interesting. But given that the last NUS membership referendum that we had a couple of months ago failed to get enough engagement from students to even pass a, a verdict on it is that a useful thing to have as a number one priority when like seems like students are almost unresponsive to the debates around NUS at the moment I think that's kind of the point it, it we couldn't reach quarantine yet it is proven that it's an anti-semitic institution mm. and, the, and the university didn't say anything about that it wasn't on the Instagram, it was It was one statement that was put out and it wasn't ever mentioned again. We should have some sort of debate where, you know, students or even the university should have put out an official statement at least addressing kind of what had come out in that investigation. And I think that will then get students probably a bit more interested when £30,000 is essentially going down the drain. Mm, and ultimately, do you think that if worse comes to the worst then you get another referendum without quorum? Should it just be a unilateral decision by the SU at that point to withdraw? I think so, yeah. I mean, it, it's a really quite da damning read. Like, I read through it and the way that Jewish students feel when they're at conference or kind of just being a part of the institution, it should we should just take a statement. That's £30,000, which the university's not doing anything we're, we're, they're meant to be tackling the cost of living crisis and they're not really they're not using the efforts that the NUS are putting out of it's just sign this petition and it's not doing anything so I think realistically the university should come out with a stance if, if we don't meet currency again and just say look it's, it's 30 it's 30 grand we could do so much more with that um, as the buses are externally operated, how would you make them more affordable and reliable for students? I think it is working with First Bus. I mean, I know everyone's probably sick <laughs> of hearing it. I'm sick of hearing it and kind of talking about it. But it's having that personal approach. That £30,000 could go towards, you know, funding, buying another bus and then buying, well, not, well paying it and employing us a driver or something like that, which just goes around, let's say, on Mondays when Labyrinth has a night out or something. It's, it's work, I'm not to bang that drum again but it is kind of working with them and building a better repertoire and and look and saying look the cost of living is going up so much maintenance loans are only going up by two percent next year and i think it's just about having a very pragmatic approach but yeah yeah and you've also described that you want to have a review of the transport options yeah. in bath as you know we're not in the most practical location <laughs> in the city we are at the top of a massive mm -hmm. steep hill what transport options do you think out of that review could end up being recommended I've, I mean, I said, you know, we, we've got the e-scooters now, they're, they're going some way, but they definitely haven't solved the problem. Yeah. And every year we get that, you know, the, the questionnaire about do you walk up to campus and the three people who walk up kind of do, and then cycling, you've got every rower in the world that does it. But <laughs> all the rest of us, realistically, looking into carpooling, car sharing, Oldfield Park, I, I, I've brought my car, I take all of my, you know, my housemates up. And it's kind of working with that, looking into carpooling as a, as a pragmatic way to kind of go about it, you know, 
I know a, a lot of people, I'm a politics student, so I'm not on campus a lot, I don't have a lot of contact hours, but kind of working and, and understanding what cars are available and looking into that is a kind of an actual means to kind of solving that probably would be the easiest way. Yeah, do you think the university has the space for more cars? Maybe not more cars, but the car the car sharing thing. I mean, permits I through sports, so I chair sheeting, so I, I have a permit on like certain days of the week, so I think it's twice a week. And that works for me because I'm on campus then and I can use it, but I can also bring all my friends up as well. So it's kind of cycling the permits, I think. It does work, you know, that it, it's also building up a repertoire with bath cats and dogs and kind of saying to them, look, it's, it's inevitable, we're going to do it. But is there a way that, you know, we could fund or put a do- charitable donation in and... I think it's just about kind of working with our local community and things and how we can solve it, really. Yeah, nice. Uh, Katie, do you want to ask the last question? Um, I, I had a question about your... You said you wanted to promote free sexual health tests mm-hmm. being available at the university. Um, would you Have you thought about whether or not you'd try and get the medical centre to offer this or you would use some of the SU budget to maybe fund people to actually run these tests? Yeah, so I'm quite fortunate. I'm originally from Newcastle and our sexual health kind of facilities there are fantastic. You can go into, I know Newcastle and Northumbria have it, where it's just, it's a it's a chlamydia testing packet. They're available at the SU bar. You take it and you post it. So it doesn't really need to be, and I, I've, I've spoken to Bath as well, and they, they can do similar things. So as well as kind of getting the medical centre on board, it is as simple as, putting a little um, a little kind of stand somewhere and you can just come and take them like sanitary products and if and when you need them you can you take them post one away and it's a free postage back so it's 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 really not that much money it's just kind of going out there finding the right people and asking them all right amazing well thank you very much esther for thank joining you. us today uh, reminder to everyone else once again that voting is now open and closes on thursday the 2nd of march at 5 p.m You can read information about all the candidates and also vote on the SU website. And that address, once again, is www.thesubath.com forward slash elections. Thank you very much.